Okay. All right. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Husk Podcast. This is, of course, the Off the Husk Podcast. We've got our first uh, our first multi-time guest with us, none other than Greg Sabolic. Greg from Bread and Butter Dairy. He was one of our one of our first guests. Like our what our was he our second? No, it wasn't second. Uh, fourth or fifth? Fourth or fifth? Yep. He was early on. Yep. The dairy, the dairy guy. Considering the we're dairy now, guy, yeah. yep. we're now like what 12, 13, 14 shows in. Uh, I think we're on season four of episode season, or season, season four. two, episode four, episode four, season two, and then we record. So we're like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It's oh, like okay. it's like the office. It's like the office. Yeah. Season seven, episode five. Yes. Yes, seven. that's exactly what it's like. But it's the off the husk. Uh, off the husk. Yeah, nice, yeah. Nice. It, it, very good, huh? <laughs> Should we mention now that it's sponsored by FBN so that we don't drink too much yes, beer and then this completely this podcast forget? is sponsored by FBN. We also forgot to print off our darn ad again. We did. I'll run upstairs and get it. Well, they are running some really incredible deals right now. As we record this, and probably as this comes out. It's live right now on YouTube. So. I know it's live right now, but I'm just thinking about the podcast coming out in a few days here. Yep, on They're Monday. They're still going to have some crazy deals on last-minute chemical stuff, chemical pricing, direct chemical purchases. Um, they also have land financing right now. Obviously, interest rates are good, so... They're doing some pretty awesome uh, stuff with some land financing deals, and they have seed available as well. Some pretty good deals on on certain seed there. But you gotta you gotta hurry because that does end. Because this podcast is gonna come out in three four days. We're hoping, right? Yeah, I think Monday was the plan. So you gotta hurry because the deals do end at the end of the week that this podcast is coming out. Did yeah. that make any sense to anybody other yes. than myself? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So thank you to FBN for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you to Greg Sabolic for being here, dairy farmer, who's going to help us understand a little bit about what is happening. You already in dairy. messed it up. His name is not Greg. What do you mean? Did you even look at the note that Randy passed to you? The, uh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. From from now on, the rest of the podcast, he will be referred to as Gundar. Oh, boy. Is that, <laughs> we're, we're, we're digging into the vaults, aren't we? Oh. <laughs> That'll take I'm several s- more beers. I couldn't be happier with his reaction. <laughs> that was genuine. There, uh, there, there was a time where I had, uh, I don't know, an alter ego or a different personality, and, and it was quite comical, but... I've uh, I've outgrown that by far, but that was this morning. I've tried to kill everyone that knows of them. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. I haven't killed all of them. So. Yeah, that was the, well, you, that was yesterday. So well, in this podcast series, you'll have an extra 150 people to kill. Ah, so. anyways, no, thank you, thank you, you guys. This is great. I appreciate being back. So, like Zach said, Greg or Gundar is the alter ego, and we uh, own and operate Bread and Butter Dairy. Like us, follow us on Instagram. B R E D. That's a common misconception. Like a bread heifer, a bread cow, bread and butter dairy. So uh, tag us and uh, follow us, and and let's go from there. And interact. Interact. Yes. All right. Question on everybody's mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right to it before we get too deep yep. into the BS. Milk right now. The COVID situation. There we said COVID, so we got to take oh, our we got to drink. Absolutely. We made that oh, every time somebody boy. says COVID or Corona. Or virus. Or COVID-19. Or COVID-19. Or anything the. of the sort. Or, or the. Or the. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, Anytime no, no, somebody no. uses a conjunction, we will drink. All right. No, I agree with that. To have a uh, sip of your favorite bread beverage in front of you, and let's uh, let's enjoy. This That's is going right. to be intense. All right. So how do I... How do, I'm just going to say... <clears throat> I can't say that. Why are people dumping milk? No. There oh, we there go. we go. <laughs> All right. Is that happening? It is. And in then, Minnesota now, too? or You know, I am not 100% sure on the boundaries or where and when it's happening. I know Wisconsin has dumped. I know regions of the U.S. have dumped. I think New, New Jersey large, has. I know New York is. But, okay. So here's the skinny of it. And if I ramble, please interrupt. But So I, you need to follow a gal, Cow Comfort in Dairy. Her name is wow. Katie. She's from Maryland. She does an excellent job explaining a lot of this, and I've kind of extrapolated some of her numbers. But I follow gets... her. She's a, she's a Spanish teacher yes. too. Yep. yep, yep. They have a roughly a five hundred cow Jersey farm in Maryland. Yep. Great advocate. Great, great follow. So the U.S. Well, long and short of it, and I can get into the numbers if you want. Long and short of it is processing for milk or milk products is highly specialized in the U.S. When we went to shelter in place. Basically, the food service sector, the restaurants, the schools, the 
colleges, that that demand went to near zero, or at least reduced extremely, uh, extremely hard. That was about one third of our usage at that time. So if you do the math, we need to find. No, let me back up. One third of the usage goes to food service. About sixty percent of that demand went away when we went to shelter in place. Sixty percent of one third of, of the, the one third. third. Yes. Okay. Yep. So I'm kind of rambling. We, I'm sorry. But if people if people aren't eating at restaurants, aren't they still eating at home? Or do we eat less in our homes? Or how does maybe less food waste since we're eating at home? How does that calculate? Well, that's a great question, and I think we just tend that the dairy or the the food service or the uh, restaurants you tend to order more more cheese curds more cheese on a meal more lavish dessert yeah, more more whipped cream on your desserts etc right. versus at home damn i love cheese <laughs> so, that all sounds which delicious. makes sense we eat differently when we go out to eat versus what we're making at home mm-hmm. yeah and you know on a side note i read an article about vegetable producers and you'd never think of this an onion farmer said their demand is extremely down because onion rings are a huge, huge... It's an appetizer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and who eats onion rings at home? You eat no, onions at home, but I mean, you don't... I mean, no. you, don't, you don't eat them at home. Unless or, you have oh. a deep fryer on your counter, yeah, which... Yeah. No. no, so that was an interesting read. But back to milk. Yeah, so if you do the math, nationwide, that's about 91 million gallons a week that is not being consumed through schools, through restaurants, through colleges, large, large you know... That's so roughly your one sixth of your yep, demand there. Correct. So the correct. over the overall consumption is down. Yes. Well, it it it's just in a different spot. So you take a highly um, a processing plant that is highly specialized. So like bottling milk for schools. I don't. Is it a six ounce carton? Eight ounce? Six? Some? You know the small? Yeah. Carton yeah carton. Little sure. Okay. Yep. All right. So their their processing their line is set up to bottle this. Well, we have nobody in school. I mean, I, I know they're doing, you know, school at home or home delivery and all that. Yep. But So you can only put so much of this in the fridge, right? And your fridge gets full. Yep. Well, the other end of this is the retail sector. So the, the Walmarts, the Costcos, the Safeways are all out of milk, right? I've had a ton of texts right. where people are saying, oh, I hope dairy's doing well. I can't find milk in my local store. I can't. They're limiting me to two gallons of purchase. Mean, or meanwhile, trip. meanwhile, people are dumping milk on the ground. Yeah, but the the six ounce carton people are not bottling gallon milk, right? Their it, freezers it, are full. It's it's a big process. It's a three to four, if not longer, week process to change that line over from going to these little you know elementary school cartons. Yep. To the gallon jugs. So it, it's a logistical issue. Exactly. The system is set up to be efficient when everything is running. As it's supposed to. Yep. Now we've thrown a wrench into the system, and and it takes everything out of whack. Is that? I mean, is that kind of the layman's that, terms that, way of saying it? That's a hundred percent. You know, one thing we've learned or we've done as a society is become highly specialized. Highly, you know, we're going to make one product and we're going to do it better than anyone else. You know, and, and we, we do. we've just driven that efficiency down to, you know, just down to the the wire and down now, to the teat. Down to the teat. Yep. <laughs> And now, see what I did there? (laughs) Well done, Zach. All right, darn COVID. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, 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 we got a drink. But then that lack. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Randy. I was just gonna say. So I did hear today on the news, uh, just on the radio. Actually, as I was driving over here, I believe uh, they were talking that vegetables also. So some milk's getting dumped, and vegetables are getting plowed under. Yep. And they and they're the reasoning there was I think it might have actually been from Sunny Purdue. Did he speak today? He. Uh, yesterday or recently he has yeah yep. i know yep. he was going to i hadn't heard it but mm-hmm. i wonder if it didn't come from him but anyways he uh or they they'd mentioned it was because of a break it's a break in the link it's a break in the chain it's not that consumption's down it, it or supplies down or, or up or anything mm-hmm. it's it's there's a break in the chain it's 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 shipping it's trucking it's it's factories it's it's a logistical issue. Yeah, yeah yep. it's exactly it. The product is there. There's just no home for it because we cannot switch these processors over. So you look at the other end, like cheese or sour cream, or you, you take a restaurant. They're going to buy their shredded cheese in 30-pound bags. Yep. Well, <clears throat> there's not a home for that with, with the normal consumer. And for them to switch their line and their packaging over, 
to one or two or three pound bags that you or I are going to buy. It just it doesn't happen. So those factories are probably laying people off now at this point in time too. Absolutely, yeah. It seems it it just seems odd that they can't. I suppose it's all corporate whatever. So so send some thirty pound bags to the grocery store where they have no cheese. They'll sell it. Uh, they, they will, but not to a point. I mean, families like ours, a family of six, can buy a big bag of cheese, you know, no problem. Right. But, I mean, our folks can't, that's for sure. My mom, you know, she's not going to buy a big 50-pound, you know, or a carton yeah. of eggs, you know. In Walmart, they do have the, I think it's an 18-pack of eggs or whatever. And then, you know, but most people, I think, probably do just buy a dozen of eggs unless they're a family of five or more or have teenagers, you know. Right. But one thing that I thought about today, so in Minnesota here right now, um, the schools are offering free lunches, and they'll deliver them to your houses if you need or whatever. And the first few weeks, we were feeling like we didn't order them because I was kind of thinking, well, those are just for people who need it or are in a pinch. And then as the weeks have gone on, I've kind of found myself in a situation where I need it because I'm trying to work with the kids at home and it takes an hour every day to make them lunch and it interrupts my work day. And so finally I just decided, okay, well, I'm going to call and get these meals and they deliver them to the house. And I think we've had them for two days now and it actually has helped. You know, the kids can just grab the paper bag out of the fridge and they've got their lunch. And they're excited when school lunch shows up right like our kids are like they're Something all pumped. different the yeah. school right. van is here yeah. to drop right. off lunch right but then so you know part of me thinks that it, so it's free and we're, i don't i don't think we're taking advantage of the system but it, and now you know hearing about this like i think we're probably still helping the farmers in a sense too because the schools are just like a restaurant and hopefully they're ordering that 50 pound bag of cheese to make that sandwich for lunch or whatever it was just like we've been trying to still order dinner from our local restaurants, yeah, you know, right. at least a couple times a week because in our small town community, those people need to work. I mean, they have to continue to make a product. Right. And they're getting yeah. pretty bored. They're, they're leaving us notes. I, I grabbed a couple of pizzas right. on right. the way over from the bar and they, uh, there's, there's notes on there. So right. <laughs> they, miss I, they appreciate it. I went and grabbed a carry out or whatever you call it from, from the bar there in, in Kensington and Delmer's like, it's just so boring around here. Yeah. <laughs> nobody can come in there. He's yeah. still there all he's day. Been, every he's day. been cooking. Have you and, been yeah. in there yet, Greg? Since they've... I, you know, no, I have not. That We've... place, our small bar, it's the it's the cleanest you have ever could imagine. Like the floors, I mean, I I, I would eat off of them to tell you that. Like Delmer Ooh. has scrubbed Ooh. those floors. Have you seen those floors during Runestone days? <laughs> yeah, oh, but boy. you should see them now. Like I think Delmer has <laughs> gone over those floors ten times. Like that place is. Spotless. Have they? They there's some ceiling tiles they should throw in while oh, they're at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your typical small town yeah. dive bar. <laughs> well, this isn't helping them be able to make improvements. Yeah, no, no. definitely not. Yeah. No, we love our small town bar. We do. Yeah, we do. Heck yeah, yeah. all of them. K Town. Yep. So the the price of milk, I would assume, has also gone down. Oh goodness, that yeah, you know. So followed the corn price. Oh, I would say it. it it made laps around the corn price, right. but so what is milk? May milk. We, so we had a really, you know, we've been in kind of a depressed economy milk and I'd say all commodities, corn and soybeans as well. And May milk, I think, uh, last fall, we, we, we saw some really good promising numbers. I think it cracked $18 on Chicago mercantile. And I have a couple bets out there. So I'm following it by the minute. <laughs> and the other day she dipped below 11 no kidding. Yeah, ten ninety, I don't know, about ten below eleven. That that was my case of beer. That was my. I bet, know. So I can remember back in ninety six. Yep. It was probably around that eleven. Oh yeah. And yep. and we couldn't make money at eleven then. Then twenty five years ago. Twenty five years, years ago. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I can only imagine what eleven dollar milk yeah. is doing to guys right now. So there's no. I mean, that's not sustainable, regardless of the size you are. And I don't know that it's. Uh, I think it's more panic. Um, not fundamentally driven. It's more panic mentality. Yeah. It's sell, 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 right? You know, right. It, it'll come back. And, and uh, of course, the, the CARES and the stimulus package, they promise a fair amount of aid to the farmers. But I I don't know. It, it, this is going to, I think, reshape a lot of the food logistics, like Zach said, and the, and the processing. Because now what I'm worried about is the pork and beef plants are shutting down yep. because of COVID. Exp- oh. Exposure. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, this is gonna get rough. <laughs> um, you know, I think that, that worries us all. And that, oh, it does, because um, 
I, I don't know that there's a generation in this world that in, in America that's ever went to the grocery store and not been able to buy whatever they want, whenever they want. Yeah. You know, or, or it'll be here tomorrow type of thing, you know, right. no. and we're not going to get there. It's not doom and gloom, but it's going to, I think, you know, it might be, well, that might be out for a week because of this or that type yep. of thing. So, um, it's going to change and, and, and we'll, we'll come out of it great on the other end. We're, yep. we're going to be more nimble as processing. I, maybe we won't specialize as much. And I think we'll, we'll hopefully my goal or hopefully what happens is we will have a better understanding of where our food comes from and maybe a better appreciation for it because we, um, so you had, you had mentioned last time you were here, I believe, um, your ultimate goal would be, how was it producing your own or, 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 uh, um, having your own, uh, was it ice cream or? Yep. Yeah. Getting, getting kind of branding bread and butter there, and, and okay. selling, yep. selling, uh, you know, you'd produce your own milk selling or, off the farm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's so, what we'd like to do. Farm to fork or, you know, yeah. Local. Would that so be would, similar? Sorry. I should have the talking stick to, uh, is it redhead creamery? Very is that much so. yep. kind of what she does? Yeah. They've been Lucas and, um, I should know, um, the redhead. Yep. The daughter. <laughs> What's her Jerry's name? daughter. I know Jerry. I'm sorry. She's cute as a button. Um, I apologize. I'll remember. But anyways, yeah, exactly like so that. So they have, they're they, rocking an awesome so, cheese business. Yep. Are they local here? Bruton? Uh, um, Belgrade? I think El Rosa is the, Belgrade, El Rosa. Oh, that area? to their farm several times. That's yep. local, yeah. Good people. Like yep. you can get yep. a, a gourmet, like a. What is it called? The board, Shuruke board. A, a charcuterie? There you go. <laughs> can you, you spell can that? Get, like, you can order those nope, year round. Shark, shark, charcuterie board. Dash E. Okay, yes, the dash. Is, <laughs> yeah. I was testing you. You passed. <laughs> so do you know what your visions are yet, Greg? Is it ice cream oh, or gosh. you don't know yet? Uh, you know, I think we got to get through COVID. Yeah. Hey, oh. Kind of find out where the market is going to be and where where the consumer, you know, um, what the consumer is going to demand. And this might change well, what the consumer that's demands. A, that's what I was getting. Do you think yeah. this is going to drive that more? Because we have we have the product. Mm-hmm. We're we're being forced to to dump the product. We have too much product. The the grocery stores don't have the product. They're limiting what people can buy, and the prices have tanked. If you were producing your own and selling it right off the farm, I don't know that your business would have changed that much through this would it have it probably would have it maybe would have increased i I agree with you i think it would have because people if they know and trust you that you have a quality product we can drive over there and grab it yeah they're gonna they can ship it flock to you or or, you know go to go to your go to the well if you will and so i I wonder if that's one of the things that'll change through here maybe for some of the some of the vegetable places uh the beef companies the dairies i think it'll it'll force some innovation yep right exactly yep i I think you're right you know screw you guys you failed us last time yeah we we had the product we had the consumers yeah you couldn't get it there yeah and i want to back up and a lot of people have thrown the the grocery stores under the bus on on the two milk limit or the egg limit you know and i but if they can't get it well that so i i'm all i want to say is okay if they let people come in and buy eight gallons the, to- the sold- whole toilet paper yeah. thing will happen they're again. They're sold out. What yep. does the consumer say? Right. Darn you. Darn you, yeah. uh, Walmart. No, Darn I, you, I, this. I get the whole. And, it, and it's not their fault because, yep. so they're trying to, because what does everyone go to the grocery store for? Milk. To- toilet egg, paper. Toilet, toilet paper. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's kind of your loss leader. You're like, you get people in the door and then you make them buy $500 of sh- stuff they don't need. Right. And uh, nice, nice catch there. Yep. And, uh. We, Were you gonna say shit? No, no, no. PG thirteen. That's allowed. Uh, three uh, times, right? Yeah. In that whole limit thing, too, I think that a, a easy thing that people forget about is that there's a lot of people out there that live paycheck to paycheck, and if they, you know, they don't, they can't bulk up on things like toilet paper or milk or gro- I mean groceries. They can't. They can't bulk up on groceries. So when they go to the store, if there's no milk. They can, you know, they're there to get groceries that day. They need it then. They don't have, if, if they go there in the store, if the shelf is empty and there's no milk, it causes a real problem because they need it today because they ran out of milk today. And it's, I think whether you live paycheck to paycheck, you don't buy toilet paper until you need toilet paper. Well, right. until this crap starts. The same with milk. I don't know that we don't, oh, we should stop at the, or the grocery store and grab milk because we only have half a gallon. 
No, it's, oh, crap, we're out of milk. We should stop at the gas station and mm-hmm. buy some milk or whatever. So, Greg, th- this milk thing, besides prices, so I, got, I, I can't decide which question to ask first here. Go I'm going to go with the second one. Hit, the second one? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I know Greg is an analytical guy. Oh, you should have went the first one. <laughs> God, he screwed up again. <laughs> <laughs> COVID. COVID. Oh, hold on. I got I to... Gotta... Boy, I got nothing. <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> waiting on, for you to have something good. Oh, yeah. Boy, I got uh, nothing. That was a flop. I'll, I'll, I'll put that one in the memory bank. Okay. Greg, Greg's an ana- analytical guy, and you were talking about $18 milk and $11 milk. Uh, I know, you know, without getting without getting into anybody's personal numbers here, but give me give me what you think the average producer around the upper Midwest, so I'll say our area, has to have in order to break even, it, which I know is an impossible target to pinpoint, but well, but rough idea. Yep, and you know, it, it's part of the business now, right? You can't not know what it is anymore with the numbers you see. And right, the, and the you know dollar, what your farm. You know, you, you gotta you gotta kind of have a real good handle on it and if you don't um you, you better be really lucky yep <laughs> but you know so i'm going to equate it to gallons because most people understand gallons better that milk is sold by the hundred weight 100 yeah. pounds yeah right but the general public buys a gallon or buys a half gallon so 11 so there's eight point is it 8.6 8.8 gosh i should even know that that's terrible but gallon um pounds per gallon so in 100 pounds of milk there's about 12 gallons easy math so if we have twelve dollar milk, the farmer is making one dollar per gallon. And in the store, what what is pre pre COVID? Pre COVID prices. Uh, pre, uh, hold geez. on, we got we got to have a beverage. Yeah. You got to drink back. I don't even know five. I'm still $5? on the coffee. Is it three fifty? I don't. You know, I don't. That, know I want to say between three and four, and yep. depending if you're in the Walmart or your local gas. For me, milk is like gasoline. I'm gonna buy it. Yeah, you, I, you just need to, right? What yeah. is gas nowadays? I have no idea. I filled up when I needed gas. Yeah, but you're you're. I mean, you're you're fortunate to be in a position where you can think that. There way are about I noticed it costed thirty eight dollars to fill milk. my pickup today instead of I've seen it cost seventy. Yep. Right. So, yep. So, I haven't seen it cost thirty eight dollars to fill a pickup since I was in tech school. No kidding. <laughs> and at that time, I was like, oh my gosh, that almost cost me forty. Bucks. It was three. It was three quarter full <laughs> when you started. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> when, <laughs> when we had the kids, you know, their baby books in the spot there, there was a spot to play, you know, what did a stamp cost when they were born? What's a gallon of milk price? What's a, uh, a gallon of gas, a gallon of milk, whatever. And I remember when we had their baby books, I thought, this is just silly. Like, why would this ever, We, I was young, you know, 20-something. Like, why would this ever fluctuate so much? Like, I was just clueless. Like, well, it's going to be the same then, you know. 20 years from now but so now as an adult as it turns out 20 years later a it is wiser back to the adult same. yeah we're back down <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're back down to back to our childhood gas prices who would have ever predicted that i'm that's not pretty me. crazy so that's a great next point but i want to finish answering zach's question because we're going to get to the oil and ethanol Bruh, which we talked about yes. earlier but so back to the break even um in gallons so $12 futures is a dollar a gallon. I would say the lion's share of producers need about a dollar thirty-five to a dollar fifty per gallon. So sixteen, seventeen dollars. Yeah. So you know, sixteen to eighteen is kind of going to cover, depending upon your debt structure, your 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 um, labor. You know, feed and labor are two of your biggest costs. Right. If you're, you know, family labor or hired labor or. So yeah, you know it's going to be in that range. Yeah, the the market has made us get leaner the last few years. So I I would argue that some people have dropped it into the fifteens consistently, but it's uh, it's not twelve dollars, right? Yeah, and and for those listening that maybe may not understand egg that well or dairy, but do the numbers on that times every single day. How many how many hundred weights? of milk are going you through every day you can't change that you you can't feed your cows less because the milk's not worth as much or no. you know you're you're stuck at you have to you have to keep going yep. well and how fast is that you know five five dollars a hundred weight short add up and as dairies have grown that yeah it, it gets to be a big number in a hurry yeah like like all of agriculture you so know. right i i uh I don't, I'm not thinking about the question long enough to come up with my own answer, but so would would you call some cows or would you push some cows out earlier because milk's not worth as much? Where where I'm gonna 
I'm going to thin my herd a little quicker. Or I'm, I'm going to breed for more bull calves maybe. So PETA might be listening. Well, we, you know, that's interesting because part of this has gotten a lot of talk going on cutting milk production. We need a 10% reduction in milk in the nation. How, so, how do you re- how do you reduce Well, milk? that that's just uh, Can, we need 10% less corn too, but yeah. who, who on earth is going to do that? Yeah, you know. You yeah, two, you, well, you first. Two do it. Yeah. yeah, you first. <laughs> we cut 20% It's like, it's like the nut kicking contest. I'll well, go first. All right, boom, you win. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, is there uh, is there an option to to feed them cheaper where they won't produce as much and that would balance out. I know that would still that at the end that would still take away from the We could do set aside cows. <laughs> you remember set aside yeah. acres? Summer fallow cows. Yeah. Yeah. Summer fallow you cows. Don't, you, can't, cows. You, don't, in, you don't breed less, right? Because that's a long term plan. That's a long term business plan, right? Like breeding. Breeding, yeah. yeah. So that that's not something you can do it currently because of COVID, because this is hopefully a short term thing, right? Oh, I'll go get more beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, definitely no, definitely no, you because that is, you know, you need to have cows have a baby to keep producing milk yeah so the yep. longer you go <clears throat> from that you just you see a lot less milk production so no that's not a solution and to randy's question is yeah a lot of you know people experts have come out and said we should produce less milk but again to zach's point you do it you do it you know i'll do it type of thing um at the end of the day that's kind of your profit right if you can have your costs a lot of your costs are fixed you can feed less, but you still you're you're kind of chasing milk, right? And the minute you start taking that top end off, that's that's your profit. Because there you're, is any, you're, yep. you're you're pulling the profit away faster than you're yep. than you're saving. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So so I don't I don't know. Dairy's at a definite crossroads. Um, and tip as a lot of the industry. I would assume also. So if you go from uh, we'll just say 500 cows. So if you go from 500 cows to 450 cows, typically does that make your your cost per gallon? go down or up you or still got to pay for the building right you still got it labor probably right. the same you labor know, so you're, you're probably chasing your tail again. you're yeah i don't i don't have a good answer for that because i haven't done it but you know that's kind of what uh what they're suggesting you go ahead and do that but it nobody knows right now right. the one thing we've learned from covid yep jeez i just rocky sir, rocky sir, rocky. have you trademarked that yet or or maybe wait. No, no Coors has. Um, darn, I heard, darn Coors. Coors said they're they're sending me a, a Yeti cooler full of Coors beer. I guess, but what? I haven't seen but it. Hasn't yet. showed up. Yeah, that's like when didn't. Mike Rowe just called me and said he's coming on this podcast. Yeah, so we I think he called right him. after that. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll call you, right? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. yeah. Like that high school girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, I get I I call him, but I get too nervous to talk, and then I just hang up. <laughs> was that was that Gundar's girlfriend or ah, is, uh, yes yes yep. well, now greg speaking of dumping milk down the drains did you streak at your wedding no no i have some i have uh, I, your no. own wedding at my, <laughs> the well, one time i've been married yes. i did not streak right you did there at, at my wedding not at uh, his wedding I don't he know. has streaked at a wedding. <laughs> These other ones? I'm, I will n- neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, can, I can tell you whose wedding it was. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, which one? Oh, oh great. <laughs> which wedding? <laughs> you got to be more specific. Uh, I thought it was I his wedding. I'm testing no. you. You the, streaked the one, a lot of times, huh, Greg? The one when Dita was no. in. Greg Dita, is a Dita was there too, right? He's I know. Did this, oh, I know. Did this I know. get brought up? Because Dieter was a fellow uh, running mate of mine. At um, he was? He yeah. Was, I'm pretty not, sure he was. Yeah, yeah. it got brought we, up briefly. So I don't we know recorded that, I don't we a podcast right. last week with Dita, who, was, who we're talking about. But we're not sure it's going to make the air because... Um, it got deep. It Yeah. <laughs> it got, like, we were deep. We no. were grounded. No, we were full. Full? We weren't deep. We were full. I don't know what we were, <laughs> other than only half conscious. So we might have to have Dita back and do a, a retake. Uh, we'll see. But all, all I'm going to say is talking smack is I can run faster than Dita. I <laughs> well, <laughs> but it wasn't my first rodeo. And let me get you don't lollygag when you're doing this. You don't well, stop and and look at the the daffodils in the corner. Long, it's, it is a, it's it a is a sprint. Point A to point B. Yeah. Didn't he wipe out? It was, too? It was cold out. <laughs> 
Didn't he? Didn't he slip and fall or something? I too, think he did. Him? I think he I'm did. pretty sure he did. Yeah. Are, yeah. are we talking Jason Anderson's wedding? Yeah. Yep. Okay. You were there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. In yep. Barrett. No, it was in. Uh, wasn't it the Long Pavilion? Lake Lodge, wasn't it? Oh. Randy, were I you had... a little bummed you didn't get invited to run? No, I. I, I was no. thinking it was at the Barrett Pavilion, but. There no, I. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, I'm pretty sure I, that's a pretty in town place. That is think, very in town. Yeah, I don't think I'd have, yep. I would have made. What's well, buried? I mean, there, well, it's not... you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> it's in it's in town, but it's, yeah. it's like it's it's a village. It's, it's, it is a village. Uh, so back to cows. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he's a all farmer. right. Yep. Uh, Are the people dumping the milk getting paid for that milk? You know, I the the little I've read or understood, yes. They are. So the co-ops, the co-ops are standing behind this and saying, you know, we di- we cannot take your milk. We are going to stand behind what you are dumping. But that can only go on for a very, very short time. Right. So I, you know, the longer this goes on, I, I don't about, know. How about insurance? It costs a lot. But can you. For like your house? Or, okay. for, is so there insurance for dumping on milk, milk though, like there... there is on corn crop, well, your crops in the field? So I, that's a good question. I do not know, that. not like crops in the field for sure. I know, so. You don't have wind well, damage I on thought, your cows? Uh, insurance will cover. In they all tip over. <laughs> what? It was like a the, good cow tip and stuff. Tornado wow. coverage? Wow. Tornado <laughs> coverage for like Twister? <laughs> for Betsy <laughs> flying <laughs> through the air? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I need to make another a claim storm on coming. Through. They're all laying over. I better call Jake. There goes Betsy. Jake from State Farm. Jake, my cow's tipped. Oh, so no. I don't think any any anybody has ever really written a book on COVID preparedness. Oh, right, every time I go. take a drink, you I know, say COVID. I'm timing it well, bud. Yep. So do you you have insurance on your milk, right? So or, like revenue insurance, like crop insurance? Yeah. You can buy well, that. Well, say, say yep. you're... Uh, um, I'm going out, but just say your bulk tank Excellent. cooler yep. dies yep. And, you, and you lose a tank or, of milk. Or the tornado that throws Bessie into the other county oh, takes sure. your power. Takes your- yep. But that's a short lived. That's a one, one or two day type of thing, you know, where this, uh, the people are dumping okay. for weeks. So I, I don't know. We had, back in the day, we had a case where, because uh, um, you have your, your cows come through with uh, antibiotics in them. Yep. And you can't. You can't sell that milk. You have to dump it. Well, you still have to milk the cow because yep. you can't just not milk your cow. So you'd, you'd milk them at, typically at the end of the shift, and then you dump that. And we had a case where one cow had gotten mixed in the herd and ended up in the tank. So they do a, they do a quick snap test before they take your milk, and, and we had antibiotics in the tank. So yep. we ended up dumping that. Yep. So you and had a, one cow out of how many? So one at that time, one cow out of... 250 and they and they caught that in the tank they caught oh, yeah. that yeah. in that snap oh, test yeah. it's a quick little and then it also uh i if, correct me if i'm wrong but when it gets to the plant so the semi that came and got milk from the different farms gets to the plant they do a more extensive test there where they could actually catch even more so what they'll do so being you were a bigger farm you had your on on farm testing snap or charm yeah, yep. charm is another one okay. that people recognize yep. and then you will um all right, passes, right? But not all farms test on the farm, but they will pull a sample from every tank. Standard procedure. They every oh, time sure, they yep. pull it up, I they know, pull a sample. They, they always they pull don't a little, want it in the truck. Well, what they do then? Well, so they put a, it, they put it in a little little yeah, tube, little vial, and yep. then that 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 they test that for your components, your butterfat, your protein, other things, um, quality and, levels. And that's how you get paid, right? Correct. So, but then if the truck comes in. They test the truck, and if it tests hot, which we're going to say hot is antibiotic residue, yep. then they're going to take all, you know, some trucks are from one farm, some trucks have 15 farms on them. They're going to test all of them, and they're going to find out who the uh, oh, who, who, had the, who the culprit is. Okay, who's getting this? And then this? if farm B, you know, A, B, C, D, farm B had antibiotic residue, and that farm is responsible for that truck. And here's that your, truck gets dumped. Here's your tank. Going here's for your, the whole truck? For the whole truck. Well, you contaminated the whole truck. Here's mm-hmm. your sure. tank, your load of milk. Sure. Where, yeah. where if you test on the farm, like Randy was saying, then you dump your milk and you don't have to buy the whole truck, right? Because yeah. if he knew right. his milk we, was, we, we was hot, we're going to yeah. say hot, yeah, um, then then you just, you, nope, not today. And, and I don't I don't remember, I don't think we tested every single time, but I, I want to say this one. So we had, uh, at that time, we did a ribbon around the ankles. Because yep. in the parlor, you yep. always still, see the ankles. Still done, yep. And they had, they had uh, they were milking and caught it. They seen it. 
and so it goes into a surge tank. So your milk all goes in the surge tank, and then when it gets so full, then a pump kicks on and pumps it to the bulk tank. Well, they had seen it and hoping they caught it when it was in that surge tank, you know. Yep. So the guy ran and pulled the pipe out of the tank as it pumped. I think we're okay, though. Uh, we're going to test it anyways, you know. Might have been a chance, and then in here it was, so it, it had gotten through. Mm. But, so so that, then you guys had to dump that tank. So we had to dump our tank. We didn't have to dump the the semi tank, but but yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had to dump ours. Good thing it, you caught it when you did. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I thought I was pretty young then, but I I still thought we'd gotten some insurance money out of the deal. So yeah, I think you can submit a claim for that, but there's nothing in that I know of that has, you know, this is uncharted water right uncharted territory of what we're seeing with well they did the with, with dumping of milk and and meat you know hogs i i don't know a lot about hogs but my heart goes out to them guys because they have a barn full of pigs and you yeah. and all right you can sit on hogs longer than milk you know we could but it cost it cost money you're probably gonna lose you, money you can sit on them because i just asked zach about this but it but they eat a lot of food right so Absolutely. it's gonna cost you a shit and ton if, of money and and so in the meantime you're feeding them more because they're big now so they're eating a lot of food so it and the price it, on them is going down and you're gonna take that discount you bring an older uh, they don't want hogs that are too big, mm-hmm. so you take a right. big discount on that. But if you starve them and beat them, they eat less. Well, and you can Randy, throttle that out. we're live. <laughs> <There> we <go. laughs> you can throttle that out. But, but, <laughs> but, but in you the meantime, make their if, life you, really difficult, right? yeah. if you have those, I told you to those <laughs> pigs that are ready for market in that barn, you've already got another group of hogs coming to take those spaces. So at that's, some point that's in the, time... That's the whole chain right there. It's yeah. a logistical so issue So at again. some they, point in time, is it... Actually, it, it, at some point in time, it's got to actually be cheaper to actually kill the pigs and bury them in a hole somewhere. I mean, than I don't, feeding them because I mean, at because oh, yes. at some point in time, they're not going to be able to go somewhere. Yes, like it really has to screw quicker, some stuff up. They're a quicker market than than cows. You can't oh. just stop. I'm going to stop breeding because of this is going on now. And well, this that's has that's be, two three years down the road. P- pigs are a three. Through four month gestation right. and a six month finish weight, you know, where cows are a nine month gestation and a, you know, a 15 month finished right. weight for, for beef animals. So, yeah, you're right. And, and that's kind of the crossroads we're at, Becky, where, and Zach's point, it's not about pay, keeping them longer, making them bigger, feeding them more. It's that barn has five days to turn around and get a thousand or a hundred or whatever size pens they have. They should just new let babies in because they're already born. Yeah. So you can't what just did, sit on these. What was our last guest name? Pig guy? Uh, Tanner. Tanner Roloff. Roloff. What did he say the lifespan of the pig is at their farm? How uh, from well, birth oh, to just, butcher? three months? You just it's it's. Don't they say like pigs are th- three it's, months, three days, one hundred sixty days just, or something? Three months, three weeks, three oh, days. Oh, that's just days. Three weeks, three no, days, and, mean, at, and at three a.m. in the morning. Yes. Yeah. That's no, but I mean, told. from the time birth until when they go to butcher. Six months. Six months. Yep, it's pretty common. So I think he was talking like two point three herds, right? Yeah, yeah. It's two. quick. It's a little quicker because like if you own the barn, you get paid on the on the. You're probably talking the litters space, per year. But, no. Yeah. Two point three litters per year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. I thought no, I thought no, I thought a barn can go through like two point three or two. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. But the the pigs don't go in the barn when they're I mean, they're with the sow. And oh, I am, yeah, the, I suppose. Yeah, I am yeah. with. I am the, the least amount of expert on being a pig farmer. So I, this I did. I, you can I did to stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. You just so, gotta sell oh, it. Um, you just gotta sell it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. You're on the radio, darn co- man. Darn COVID. Yeah. If you don't know what you're oh, talking about, just keep talking smart until they believe you. But no, so they're with the sow a little bit, and yeah. then they're they're in a nursery in for a little bit. So I, yeah. So they're 50, 55 pounds. Yeah, something like that is kind of how that works. So, good call on that. But. He, you should ask him because I'm. They should yeah, I kind of want to have him back on now with this COVID thing because yeah. I think it's really <laughs> yeah. rocking their world. Because I'm sure, I'm sure their pigs go to that South Dakota factory too. Because he said they sell the Smithfield. It's a factory, right? Per, what not a processing. factory? Processing, processing plant. Yeah. So plant. I would. I mean, that's got to be one of our closest processing gateway to heaven plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would assume that's directly affected his farm because he said that Smithfield is one of their biggest buyers or whatever. Oh, absolutely. So that's what we don't have. Uh, so you go down south and they get to hunt hogs all they want. We should have a few of these. We should <laughs> just open the doors and let just us open go. the doors and let them out, and then we can have some hog hunting fun too. I got Neil; he's working on an AR for me. Is he? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get it here in the next week or two. Nice. I'm pumped. 
but I have no hogs. No hogs to shoot. We'll, we'll go find some hogs. <laughs> You're talking about wild hogs. Yeah, right. well, yeah, yeah. But You're not yes. going to Tanner's Preferably barn. Preferably wild <laughs> no. hogs, yes. Unless he opens a gate and lets him out. That guy in the wild. finishing barn, man, he had a good kill rate. <laughs> if they're on my property. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Go for the boar bot. I might have gone overboard with the 6.5 crude more on that if I'm in a barn. So when we talked about uh, there's no milk in the grocery stores right now, and then at some point in time the factories have got to be able to repurpose a little bit I mean, like if they make cheese or like there's no. So people are also drinking more gallon jugs right now because the restaurants aren't buying it in their bulk big bags. So more milk is being dr- drink drank in the home setting. So there's got to be more one gallon drug jugs being drank. Right. I cannot talk right now. I would, I would assume <laughs> they don't have they can only work 24 hours a day. So I would assume they don't have a bunch of extra bottling uh, machines packed away in a warehouse so they can just pull out and fire up. Yep, it goes right back to that. So the plants that are producing the uh, elementary cartons Mm -hmm. are full. The plants that are producing the gallon jugs are already at 100% or 103% capacity. You know, they can't, like, they're not, all right, we're working 70%, right? Everything is 105%, Right. right? So they are putting out all they can. And that demand has, you know, skyrocketed. But you just, we, what, what should happen is, like we talked earlier, take the 30-pound bags of shredded cheese or the six-ounce cartons. Is it six ounce? I don't want to sound. I don't six even know. Six or eight. It's six uh, It's or eight. not yeah. eight. I think it's six. Okay. It's take definitely not eight. And put a, put a crate of it's them. It's a pint. So. That's eight. That's, that's eight. Yeah. Okay. Put a crate of them in, in Walmart or Safeway. Right. And let people buy them. Here, and drink right. because the milk but, is there. But it's right. just fifty it's cents just, a carton, whatever. You know, and but it, but at what what the the economics of it is? Are they going to do it for a loss? You know, or are they going to wait? This thing will normalize out, and and you know, yeah. If they get seventeen cents from the school, are they going to sell them for a dime in Walmart? And that, but you know, the almighty dollar still kind of rules everything so but yeah, wouldn't right. they rather have the dime than dumping it out i mean i mean isn't a dime a dime or not but the processor is not there they don't want to sell it for a loss oh sure you know because if they sell it for a dime and it's they just need... easier for them to just shut their factory yep. down or plant yeah. well and i i again i'm and not it's probably an not that easy for them to just call up walmart and say hey we're sending you a semi load of of pint cartons go mm-hmm. ahead and sell them for mm-hmm. three dollars a dozen yeah it's gonna it'd throw Walmart for a loop at that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. just. I wonder the, what's happening if it's the same in Canada where they get their milk in bags instead of jugs. Like if it's easier for they get them all their milk to. In bags? They also have a completely yeah. different dairy system. I know. Yeah. So I, it would be interesting to see how it's affecting. You their can't buy a gallon of milk in a jug in Canada. No, milk in Canada comes in bags. You can't buy a any a gallon. It's no. all in bags? Yes. Milk in Canada comes in bags. Imagine liters. I don't know what size, but it comes in a Cana- bag. Canada, are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yes. it comes, in, Canadian. It comes Canadian. in a bag, and they have these special pitchers that they put. It's like, imagine it, like a, a bag of wine. Have you guys seen boxed wine, and you know the bag that sits in the yep. box? It's very similar to that. So it's Never. got a spigot Never. on the bag. Never have seen No, that. it doesn't. They have special pitchers in Canada so. that huh. they put. I Google it, but that is how everyone in milk Everyone in Canada gets their milk in bags, not cartons or jugs. It's it's bags. It's more of the green footprint, right? That I you think don't so. Have the plastic, Which it is, it's way less the, waste. You know, yeah, yeah. So it's a Trudeau thing. But it's all no. It's it's been <laughs> he like wants that. Them in cardboard boxes. As far as I know, it's been like that. <laughs> like it's in forever. A water box, drink <laughs> bottle thing. In a wood gallon bucket. Yes. <laughs> in a keg. You got to bring There's your a own hole keg. in my bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, Quick Trip sells milk in bags. I have comments. Are you watching on here. comments now? Yeah, I am. Should I we s- open it up? Do our last five minutes here? Is it time already? That seemed really short. Are what's we, uh, what's the audio? Are we oh, done we're with only COVID? no, we're only at forty-six oh, minutes. Yeah. We're not even close to an hour yet. So I've I've got a few. Uh, so I talked to. Well, I talked to your brother. I'm yep. going to throw him under the bus yep. here. No, no. Oh, you just, he's, yeah. a, he's a good he's guy. Gone. Gary he, is so his he's, name. He's your source of information, and you just immediately throw him under oh, the bus. Yeah. We're going to go off yep. the husk? 
Is that what's happening here? Yeah. We're yep, going off, we're the husk, off the rails mm-hmm. with off the husk. So yes. you grew up on the dairy farm. I grew up on the dairy farm. Uh, we'll it call seems... this outside the parlor. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it seems like growing up on dairy farms have a lot in common. Uh, so your brother. It, it's hard being the younger one. I know that, Randy. Can you relate? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they talked you into <laughs> we everything. Need a, we need a support group. Right. <laughs> so there was a. Uh, uh, so you guys had dirt bikes though. We didn't have oh, dirt bikes. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. We we had a uh, we had a street bike that we we rode it like a dirt bike, oh. and that that didn't ever end well either. You had but, a bicycle with a flat tire, <laughs> and a go kart with no spark plug. We we did have those. Yep. Anybody who doesn't get that can go back a couple episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was there was one of the dirt bike in a badger hole. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, this, this is a this is a five minute story. Do we got five minutes? Yeah, you're good. Okay, for a, for a dirt bike in a badger hole story. Oh, so <laughs> they were little seventy cc Hondas. And they had the they had about the twelve inch wheels. You know, not the normal. I don't know what a dirt bike like a. What, this you is know. like a mo- motorbike. Yeah, or? yeah. You know, yeah. we like, call them pit bikes. Now. Yeah, little, pit bikes. Little there you go. Handles yep. together, and they were seventies vintage, and oh, we had fun with them. Gosh, we had fun with them. But, you know, being the younger brother, as you can relate, Randy, I think all the older brothers did was figure out how can we make their life hell. Right. And right? then talk. How can we pick on them? Or make and then them how can better? we talk them into not telling mom and dad oh, yeah. what oh, just yeah. happened? So we, we did this game. I, I want to, you know, I was thinking of this when I, I saw that text come through. I'm like, what stories are going to come up? And See, I want to. That's why I threw them under the bus because yeah. he had already warned them. Oh, yeah. He, he, oh, G- Gary oh, yeah. told Greg yeah. what was about. So yeah. just so everyone get Gary is part owner of Bread and Butter. We're 50-50 owners. He works off at a different uh, – he owns his own company. Um, but we, we are financially involved, so great relationship. So anything I say bad about him, I only mean a little and, bit. And Greg is who – or uh, Gary. Uh, Gary uh, is who I get my pipe from. Yep. He's yep. our pipe supplier. Yep. Master pipe layer's su- supplier. Yep. His dealer. He gets his fix. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we. I think I want to say it as crazy as this sounds that it was basically like motorcycle tag, which you know when you're young you don't really, especially when you're the young. He's five years older. I know. I know all about. Except we did it with four wheelers and yep. one street bike. Yep. So I mean, you don't really think through the logistics that. You know, oh, it's not like running up and hitting them on the back because sometimes you ram into them and crash, but you tagged them, right? Right. So we yeah, had it. this. We had this seventy cc's. We had two of them. And of course, I got the one that was slower and weaker and didn't have a clutch, but you know, you made it work. And uh, it was a late. Must have been June because I know we'll get to this in the story that we had just cut hay. We had just cut hay. <laughs> nice and, and sharp and. Pretty. Oh, everyone know if if you've <laughs> ever cut hay, you know what alfalfa stubble is. It's not forgiving on your body. <laughs> when you slide through it but so we uh we had had these trails and mom and dad probably owned a contiguous like 240 not a whole lot but up in our neck of the woods we had you know over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house you know type of thing and we took off and i i was ahead of him i was beating him you know and i and we i don't know if we said we got to hit you know go up to this field turn around this flag and come home and if you get back without tagging you you win Boy, and I was in my groove that night. I, I had the poor running machine, and I I was, and thank God we had helmets on. Thank God for that. But we had helmets, helmets. on, and I that got, was up, a lie. got up to this. Leather helmets. We, we, <laughs> we called it, it, the previous owner was Blum, so we called it Blum's Hill. And on the top, there was a, a bowl, a little bowl that we tiled, and Dad did not run the tile outlet down to the slough. He just ran it to daylight. So, of course, it wasn't a badger hole. It was this big gully wash out of tile. So and I I get up there fresh cut hay so it kind of blended in the, the 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 imperfections of the field and I turn that corner and I'm still 20 yards ahead of him and usually he's already you know pulled up beside me and kicked me over by now but. <laughs> and uh, yep and that 12 inch wheel they do not float over big holes so I I remember <laughs> I I'm going as fast as they can and I that front wheel hits that dip and what of course happens it just bucks you off like a mule the bike and, stops. and throw yeah it stops dead and you go you go like a bottle rocket straight forward <laughs> and uh i i don't know how did, how old did he say i was i wasn't very old way too young to be doing this but <laughs> I, I was, I was like, probably like I was eight, gonna, eight i was gonna say 10? i was gonna say 10 or 12 you think. yeah i don't think i was 12 but it's something 10 let's say 10 and if you were I, 12 you'd have known as soon as you saw it to pull up would, put, well put, there was no on the handlebars there was no pulling up but anyways <laughs> um yeah, and we got, and I slid in that fresh cut alfalfa for 
what seemed like a quarter mile. But anyways, <laughs> and I had a tea. It was June. It was hot, you know, and I slid. And, of course, then he uh, I, I, he runs up to me. And it was probably the most one of the most traumatic things I'd had happen in my life. So I was blood on my arm from sliding in the alfalfa. I'm sure I knocked the wind out of me, you know, all this. And he sits me up, and I see more fear in his eyes than mine because he's got to go back and tell mom and dad what happened. Right. But at that point, you know, you're you're pretty ten years old. You haven't. And I remember looking him in the eye, and I, I he should he should be here to tell us. But I said. I don't want to die. I don't that's want to die. You said, I, 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 I said, I'm, I'm not ready. That's exactly to, what you texted me. I'm not ready to die, Gary, because I thought, you know, I saw the whole gamut go in front of me. But, and he throws me on his bike. We left my my old bike up there, and I was bleeding home, and yeah, I got he home. Said, and, he said he told you the only way you'll die is if you tell mom what really happened. Did he tell you the fall on the rock story? That's even better. The... Fall on a rock? Okay. Do we got nope. three yeah, more minutes, Becky? Yeah, you're good. Becky? Go okay. for it. Wait, uh, was the motorcycle okay? No, we we went out there what seemed like three months later. It was probably like the next day, you know, because yeah. I was traumatic, traumatized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was Actually, all right. I think one of the forks was bent, and we kind of, you know, you just hit it with a hammer and twist it in your knee, and yeah, it was no it was no beauty queen to start with, so it, it worked good. But <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the fall on the rock involves these same 70s Hondas. And I was younger. I, I know I was not in, uh, I think it was about kindergarten. This isn't the one you burned your arm on the muffler, yep. is it? Yep. Oh, it is. Yep. So I, I do have oh, that one. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. And we were out, and we had, we you know, the hills around here, we were popping wheelies, right? You know, so he's 10, I'm 5. We we're supposed to be doing chores, but we're out riding. And I'd hang on. We'd ride Buddy, and I'd be he, hanging on. He told me you were 14, but... <laughs> No, <laughs> you know, maybe 16 yeah, yeah. I don't know, but. and uh so he goes whatever as he pops wheelies and he you know at 10 you're not in super control right of, of the motorcycle right. but you think you right. are you think you are and he goes whatever you do don't let go right you know because and we we're popping these wheelies up this big steep bank and it's god we're giggling and having fun and next thing you know he he gives her a little too much mustard and and getting away from him so i fall off but i hang on so as i'm falling you know the muffler which are red hot my forearm hits this muffler because i'm hanging on dragging behind the motorcycle and uh gives me i still got the scar gives me a great 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 burn burn on my forearm and again i wasn't gonna die that day but uh he he gets the fear in his eyes oh how am i gonna explain this to mom and dad you know, and he, I, at 10 year old, you don't have a lot of uh, processing of, you know, thinking it through. And he's like, tell mom you fell on a rock. Well, that's right. Tell that mom you fell on a rock. No, no. The, the, the four wheeler story about Mitch and you trying to bring Mitch to the doctor. Oh, the, yeah, the yeah. broken wrist. The yeah, logic. that'll probably come up next. Yep. The yep. logic. <laughs> tell you fell. And you know what? The, here's what I love about my mom is she was so concerned because I got this big burn. And a burn is a burn, right? It's. And they she said. bought it that I fell on a rock. You rock, rock burned. I don't know, but and I just <laughs> yeah, saw my like, brother kind of get that devilish grin, like yes, yes, oh yeah, had a boy way to sell it. <laughs> yeah, she, I fell on a rock. Oh, to so, this day. So Randy's dad is an avid listener of Off the Husk, and so a lot of the stories that were shared on the podcast with Joey, yeah. <laughs> those those. Randy's he, he dad had learning. heard he had those known, stories for he, the first time. <laughs> through, throughout the times, he had known about about half of those. Mom knew of zero of them. <laughs> really? So, oh, yeah, Sue, Mom al- so Sue also yeah. listened to the podcast? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So the, the next day, because it didn't it air on a Saturday? Or was it a Sunday morning? I or, don't know. Uh, it would have been a Monday or Tuesday, yeah. usually. I, was, I don't know. I was thinking it was it after church been. they had stopped over. Anyways. He stops over. I always wonder what happened to that old gray four-wheeler. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> just yeah. lost a four-wheeler. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it went. Yeah. He had bigger things to worry about. I, I, I've got a bunch of others, too. Uh, um, your mom went through a lot of yardsticks on you, apparently. Oh, yeah. Well, that's every mom, isn't it? You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 You always had to get the yardsticks at the county fair. You know, they made the one-by-one in. They used to make the thin ones, but then yep. they went to the they went upgraded to- <laughs> the one-by-one. Yeah. They left a mark, you know, <laughs> uh, which you can't do anymore. My mom <laughs> right. was a wooden yeah. spoon lady. Yeah. Wooden spoon? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were always milker hoses and oh. yardsticks. Oh, milker, milker hose? <laughs> oh, milker. That I sounds got, way I worse than a yardstick. Because every, a milker, every hose, milker hose, so back in the, I uh, probably still are, 
So you replace your milker hose every, I don't know, month? What is it, well, two months? It Whatever. It depends on cows, yeah. but yeah. Yep. And, and typically a milker hose is four feet long, right? Well, in the old stall barns, they were like eight to ten feet. So you Oh, can, sure, because they went to the pipeline yeah, and went, then down. You, you got some so you good this. velocity you had, on that. You had a ton of these ten-foot, one-inch milker hoses laying around everywhere. Hard, Children hard beaters. Hose, yep. <laughs> yeah. Children yeah. beaters, brother beaters. Yeah. yeah. All of the above. <laughs> oh, they were vicious. They were bad. Yeah. <laughs> Did, Randy's got the list of stories over well, there. He, did, he, did, did he? Is the croquet ball one of them? Because that makes yeah, him really look bad. The, the croquet ball, and then and then there's one about your grandma trying to wake you up oh, to do met they're, to melt. They're both good, but <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end with the croquet ball because I, I that is I don't know how I remember <laughs> it, but back to uh, brother and you know I think he he just. And Randy, you can relate. They just find ways to torment you, right? And uh, he he put it as he was trying to mentor you and, and well, turn you into the man you are today. They're or just make, make <laughs> you tough, right? So it, and I know this age. I was in kindergarten. I was five. I know it to the day because I had to miss a day of school. But we were uh, old farmhouse. Mom and dad went down to the barn and milked cows, forty cows, you know, and and just living the dream, right? Back in the early eighties, late seventies. And my brother's five years older, so we had, yeah, he was 10. And he, Did you say like, late 70s? Late 70s, early 80s. Yes, I'm not familiar with those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that well either. <laughs> and uh, anyways, we, uh, yeah, we, he, he thought it would be a good idea to play catch with a croquet ball. Oh, Lord. You know, and that, that makes a baseball look soft. I mean, everyone's yep. played croquet. If you haven't, it's a softball-sized rock. Is essentially uh, it's a solid wood ball, right? I mean, is it's it wood? wood? I don't know. It, it hurts. Sometimes, what they are. sometimes you can use a seven-inch uh, cannonball <laughs> in like place a of one. Ball. Yeah, you can <laughs> in place of one. So we're and at five, you do not have the best hand-eye coordination, <laughs> depth judgment. I mean, you know, you're working on it, but you know, that's how you learn, right? That's how you make a man, right? Right. <laughs> so I start underhand, and we start backing up, and and. Uh, I must have been doing okay. I don't remember. It didn't hit me in the head before that, but uh, <laughs> we, we, uh, I think towards the end we were probably got further apart, and he decided I'm going to launch one. I'm going to give you a high, high one, not just this underhand. I'm going to throw it up like a pop up off a bat. And of course, I wasn't going to disappoint. I was going to catch that thing. But again, back to the the depth judgment, the. Uh, Getting the hand-eye coordination, you know, it's not quite there at five. Well, you had taken some spills off a motorcycle. Well, yeah, I'd, burnt, I'd fell on a rock. <laughs> yeah, and uh, rock and you know, as I'm as he throws it up, and as I see it re-entering the atmosphere, and I, you know, I I think I got myself very well positioned under it, but the old hands to catch were not there, and thing comes down, hits me square in the forehead, square oh, in the forehead. Right I'll over bet it my, made it like that clunk, like crack, hollow. cracking egg sound is yeah. actually what I've been told. Yeah, <laughs> which might exp- oh, might explain a lot going on further in life. But, yeah, and I is that why your hair is always goofy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, <laughs> I, COVID. <laughs> COVID. <laughs> so I sit up. My sister was supposed to be watching us. She comes out of the house, and I sit up. I I don't remember falling down, but it knocked me straight to the ground. Sit up. And my sister goes, oh, my God, go get mom and dad. Go get mom. Go get mom. Because she was down in the barn with dad. And I, I remember sitting up. I don't know if I was even crying or half out of it or what. And I see my brother sprint to the barn, and about halfway he stops. Like, and and, and well, he, uh, he he's processing. Well, maybe holy, he's dead, and I can make up shit, a totally uh, different holy story. Holy shit. No, <laughs> maybe he won't be able to tell the story. It was the rock. He stops, <laughs> yeah. and then he starts sprinting to the driveway. <laughs> Oh, he, he was that's right. he was getting he out of there. That, he said that he save his ass. He yeah. wasn't gonna stick around to see the outcome. He yeah. ran away, sprinting to the driveway. And I, and I yeah, and uh, to this day, I'll never forget. I'd, I'd love to be a, a fly on his shoulder because he's like, "Yep, this isn't gonna end well for me. I'm getting uh, out of dodge." My bro- my brother would have beat me to the barn to tell dad. That Randy was throwing a ball in the air and catching it himself, and he missed and it hit him in the head. <laughs> and your parents would have believed it. Uh, I was I was overthrowing bales. They would have whipped them both with yeah. a dairy hose. Get, soon milk get the milkroom hose. hose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get me a fresh one. Oh lord. All right, so we're going to attempt opening the lines up. I don't know exactly how it's going to work. I'm just going to push a button on have the we, app. Have we told the podcast the the actual the podcast? That we are live on YouTube right now on the Off the Husk channel. Yeah, so we're gonna 
bring in We're going to open it up to the people that are listening live right now. 